I was in college and home for a visit when my mom first shared a tale straight out of To Kill a Mockingbird. We were in the kitchen in our house in suburban Atlanta, and our conversation turned to my grandfather, who had died a few years earlier. All these decades later, I still remember how the afternoon light made the red counters glow as she told me a story that I had never heard before, but would never after that day forget. The events my mom described occurred during her childhood, when her father, Ori Berry, was serving his first term as sheriff of rural Jefferson Davis County, Mississippi. One summer day, someone their family knew found a pregnant and injured white woman walking along a country road in the heat and gave her a ride into Prentice, the county seat. At the courthouse, the woman reported that early that same morning, her husband had left their house, which was located on a nearby farm, to work in town. After he was gone, a black man had come to the door and asked for a drink of water. When she returned with a glass, he attacked her, dragged her into the woods, and raped her. My grandfather and his deputies, my mother told me, used this information to find the man whom the injured woman had accused. They arrested the suspect and placed him in the jail next to the courthouse. By evening, a crowd had gathered outside my grandfather's office in the courthouse. Carrying his pistol, my grandfather walked outside to speak to the armed and sweating men. I've known most of you all my life, and I sure am going to hate to have to shoot you, he said, just like Gregory Peck playing Atticus Finch. But no one is taking a man out of my jail. Willing to uphold the law even against the people who voted him into office, my grandfather prevented a lynching, my mother told me. He was a hero. The tragedy, as my mother described it, happened the next morning, after her father went home to get some sleep. In his absence, his deputies and a highway patrolman took the alleged rapist to the scene of the crime, the woods on the edge of a farm just outside Prentice, so he could explain what happened. There, the black man attempted to escape, grabbing the patrolman's improperly holstered gun. The officers had no alternative but to shoot. My grandfather was upset at the patrolman's negligence, according to my mom but he also believed that the accused man had chosen to die this way rather than be lynched or executed in Mississippi's mobile electric chair. The way she remembered it, her father, the sheriff, understood what happened as the man's decision. A few years later, in graduate school, I learned another version of this story. Growing up, I had loved my grandfather deeply, but my mom's story had made me proud of him as well. It had also inspired me to research lynching. As I was finishing my dissertation, I went to visit my grandmother in Prentice. It would be the last time I saw her in the hundred-year-old house at the corner of 2nd Street and Pearl where, in my memory, she had always lived. <laughs> 